Hi, hello, welcome to Spirituality. I am Tony Keniston, your host, and I just want to say a very heartfelt and warm welcome to the very first episode. Uh, this has been such a dream um, and has been a long birthing process as I have tried to find the right time and place to bring my voice back to the podcast scene. Um, this is my second one. I had a great time with a friend doing a nerdy podcast. Um, a little, oh my gosh, gosh, it was like back in 2020 now. Uh, it was a minute ago. However, it was such a great time. And I knew that I was meant to get behind the mic yet again. And here I am. Um, this podcast is going to have a decidedly different vibe. We are going to be covering all things spiritual, mystical, magical, and hopefully we will be directing you to your wildest dreams. Um, and I mean that by we're going to kick some butt and we are going to work through our shadows together. We are going to tame the ego as much as that bad beast can be tamed. We're going to nurture our inner child and we are going to connect with our higher selves. Um, I have so much amazing content coming, um, not only just from me, but I have great guests lined up, including roundtables with um, amazing mystical women. They are, um, the first one that we have planned is going to be all women of color who practice different types of um, folk magic and different branches of their own spirituality and how they're modernizing it in a really modern way. And I cannot wait to bring that out um, in the next couple of weeks here. But this week, we are going to be focusing on the great pivot point. Uh, if you have been following across my social media, and if you haven't, that's okay, there is still time. I am Tony Kennison or Tony.Kennison across all platforms. And this last week, I have been posting a ton of information about this pivot point in our lives. Uh, I was taking a masterclass with Elaine Wentworth, and it was so incredible. And she talked about how to design your career. And for so many of us, we are no longer you know, not, I don't want to say settling, but we are no longer attached to this idea of a nine to five, um, really because it doesn't fulfill us. And in this age of Aquarius, we are all about fulfillment and stepping into who we want to be and what we want our career and our life to look like. And if we can't find it, then we're making it. And Elaine Wentworth had said, um, and I'm going to paraphrase, I'm so sorry, uh, but there are times when we reach the top of the mountain and once you get up there, your perspective changes. And all of a sudden you can see new horizons that you hadn't seen before. And so what a lot of people can't understand is that you reach the top of your mountain, you find this success, whatever that might mean to you or to anybody else. And all of a sudden you experience a pivot. And that pivot can be really confusing to a lot of people who have watched you climb your mountain to that point. But then you see that spot over there and you say, you know what, I want that too. Now, this can be a tricky spot for many of us because our ego does not want to let us say, I want that too. We've already conquered this mountain and our ego would like us to stay safe, would like us to sit down, just enjoy this mountain for a little bit longer. Uh, and that's how your ego is designed. And so it's not that we necessarily want to ignore that calling, but rather we really want to connect with it, listen to it, but make our decisions from a higher perspective. 
now kind of dip in my toes into the human design world. I know a decent amount about my own human design, um, but there is so much more to uncover and it uses the same information that you would use to obtain your birth chart. What it does is from my limited knowledge, it pairs together many different modalities um, so that you can it gives kind of like a more concise map of your design as a human. It pairs astrology, chakra systems, a whole bunch of stuff, which I am not smart enough to understand. I promise we'll explain it someday. Um, but there is something in human design that I think is important, especially as we consider this pivot point in our lives. And this is the signs. Our human design is literally given to us with these signs from the universe of how we can know that we are on the right path at the right time. For one of my clients, we were just discussing it, and her signs were actually uh, satis satisfied or frustrated. What does this mean? It means that when you are feeling satisfied, you are quite literally on the right path. That's how you're a little nudge from the universe. You also are given the sign that does not, um, that shows you that maybe you need to shift course. And hers was frustrated. Mine are peace and anger. So when I know that in my soul, I am feeling at peace with my decisions, that's how I know that I've made the right course of action. When I am feeling angry at my life circumstances, which has with a Mars Aries, I will tell you, it will not be the first or the last time that I feel that way, but it gives me this wonderful nudge from the universe that I know I am designed to have this flag go up that says I'm angry. Why is this? And how can I shift? How can I now pivot so that I am getting on my right alignment and path? We get these downloads from the universe. And as we are working through our shadow work and actively trying to trust our intuition, it can be really difficult to sift through those downloads. How are you supposed to know that it's not just your frustration that's making you want to quit your job, but really a message from your guides in the universe? That's where you can look at the signs um, in your human design. Um, also, it is just a long process of doing your shadow work to trust those nudges. For a long time, I didn't think I was psychic. <laughs> I always called myself just intuitive. And now I know I'm psychic as AF. <laughs> I'll try to keep this as PG as possible, I promise. But um, I really did. I just called myself, I'm just very intuitive. I just know when my surprise parties are going to happen. I just happen to know when my then boyfriend was going to propose. Um, nobody could just pull anything over on me. And the things that I would guess or that I would predict just happened to come true. And that's because we get lost in these narratives of what being psychic and clairvoyant and clairaudient and clairsentient and claircog really mean, when in reality, it looks like the people all around you. So as you're still learning to trust those downloads, you can kind of seek advice from things like your human design, but also from your astrological chart. And I'm going to get into that in just a little bit. So what happens when you reach the top of your mountain and you find that you have that career success, right? You have everything that you thought that you wanted, and then you see something else. A brief little anecdote about me. I had grown up my whole life. My mom was a working mama um, and she worked very, very hard, sometimes, you know, 12 hours a day. My parent worked or my, um, both of my parents worked. I had started working at like 15, I think I was technically 14, but just about to turn 15. And I worked all the way for years, um, like 15 years. 
I really never stopped even ex except for like the brief maternity leaves that I took. And the only thing I wanted growing up was to get to the point where I could be a stay at home mom. And even in the first year of my son's life, I wasn't able to um, financially be a stay at home mom. So I worked from home. And I just wanted that so much. I just envisioned my life without work. And I got it. I got it. It was amazing. I, I, you know, I manifested that life for myself, but also my husband, um, you know, the cards fell in his favor and he got a job that allowed me to stay home with the kids. So here I am with my two beautiful children suffering from massive postpartum depression. Um, I get to have, I get to stay home, which is what I always wanted. And suddenly I just, it wasn't enough. And that was when my Saturn return happened uh, that January of 2017. Um, and it just clicked that it wasn't enough. And you know, my shadows and my ego had a field day with that statement for a very long time as I figured out how I wanted to pivot my life. Because the truth is when I sat with it, when I told myself that this isn't enough, I constantly began to question it. Like, what kind of mother looks at her children, her family, her home and says, this is just isn't enough for me. And I had to do the shadow work to integrate that message because the, the truth of it still remains to this day that motherhood and wifehood is not enough. Not for me. And there is no shame in your game if it is enough for you. If you are living the life that you dreamed, get it. I'm so excited for you. But for me, if you look at my astrological chart, at my human design, there is no way that I am chilling. I just can't. I have to get more and more. Like I am a person that needs to reach. Um, and I find fulfillment and purpose in that. So how could I have pivoted then at that point, right? I'm a stay-at-home mom. I started my very first business, um, which was Keniston Family Photography. Uh, business boomed. It was actually insane how quickly I found success. I just kind of hit that right market with the moms. I had my calendar booked for months, but what I had not done was any of my healing and shadow work. So I was way underpriced. Um, I still made good money, but for my skill set and how much I invested into it time-wise, it wasn't enough for me. And so yet again, I was stuck after a couple of years, um, really in the throes of postpartum depression, saying this still isn't enough for me. And I walked away. That walk away moment was my great pivot. And it took a huge leap of faith to close that. And with that great pivot, it came a lot of faith in the universe that what was meant for me was going to show up. I closed my business in November of 2019, uh, March, 2020. I think we all know what happened. And that year was obviously worldwide terrible for me. It was deep healing and transformation. It was confronting a lot of demons in my past and getting truthful about myself and what I wanted. Um, I was really lucky to work with some amazing healers, mystics, coaches that led me um, to where I am today, which is on this podcast, hopefully with somebody listening at this point. Um, but it really opened up this entirely new world for me. And I just want to say, if you're out there listening and you are looking at your beautiful life and you are saying, it's just not enough, you are not alone. 
You are allowed to want more. You're allowed to want everything. You're allowed to say, I want this pile and this pile and then that over there. And anybody who tells you that you are greedy or that you are just money hungry or whatever it might be, just understand that that is a reflection and a mirroring on their part. Our society wants to tell women, especially that we need to sit down, be quiet and accept what's given, right? How many times have we heard you'll get what you'll get and you won't pitch a fit? Well, I'm pitching a fit and I hope that you all do too. After you reach this pivot point, there comes a time, right? Where you're like, now what? And you are looking at this horizon that you didn't realize was out there. And you don't know which way to go. You only know that you want to go. And I will say that this pivot point can happen at the base of the mountain too. You can be at your lowest point and say, I got to figure this out. And maybe that mountain isn't meant for you. Maybe you got to walk next door. Maybe you got to take a little journey, whatever it might be. The choice to pivot, the, the choice for you to prioritize creating and designing the life of your dreams, it lies solely within you. Nobody is going to come and make that better for you. I mean, there is like a very, very small percent chance that someone is going to mysteriously deposit so much money in your account that you can live out your wildest dreams without repercussion. But the truth is, is that you need to make friends with your fear and you need to step into the unknown. And I will not bypass the, our 3D world. And we'll get to that part as well. Um, but you can make actionable movement towards your dreams. And if you don't know what your dreams are, that's okay too. Um, when you are discovering where to go, there are a couple of things that you can look at to at least nudge you in the right direction. The first thing is, of course, meditating and sitting with it and allowing your gut to lead the way. Let yourself dream. And when your ego pops in and says, oh my God, don't tell anybody that you wanna be a best-selling author, they're going to laugh at you. You tell them, shut up <laughs> and say, I hear you. I just actually, what you say is I hear you. I honor what you are trying to tell me and that you are trying to keep me safe, but that is not helpful. And I got to go. I have to grow. I cannot sit and wait for my life to unfold at my feet. I've got to kick the door down and get it started. So a couple other things that we can do outside of listening to our gut, because as we've established, that takes so much um, trusting in your own clear abilities and your intuition. Outside of that, um, one of my posts this week, which you can read a little bit more about, I'll touch on it now, is operating from your zone of genius. Your zone of genius is what I call your special sauce. Um, it is where you should be moving and operating from that only you can do. Nobody can do it quite like you. How do you establish this zone of genius? There are a couple different ways um, and people that have um, established this. I would, I really enjoyed um, Elaine Wentworth's, but there are other schools of thought available. Um, some of them that don't have four categories, but only have three. Anyways, regardless, the very first one is you want to establish what are your skills? Skills are different than talents. Um, your skills are things that you have learned that you can do, okay? Um, that's like, I can write copy, I can design graphics, I can, um, I'm really great at interviewing people, those kind of things. What skills have you accumulated throughout your life? And write all those down. 
Okay. The next part of this piece is going to be identifying your talents. Um, skills are a little bit easier, I find, because skills are either you have them or you don't. And really your ego can't get involved too much. Like your ego can't sit here and say, oh, I, you don't know how to type 70 words a minute, <laughs> right? Like you know how to do that or you don't know how to do that. Um, when we move on to talents, it can be a little bit tricky because our ego is never going to allow you to value your own talents. That's never going to say, you know what? You're right. <laughs> you should put yourself out there. It's just not happening. <laughs> you can just go ahead and say goodbye to that. Your ego is not going to get on board. Um, so what were you born good at? When I was faced with this question, I balked. <laughs> I was like, uh, you want me to what now? Um, and a great way to do that is just to go to your friends and family. Go to the people who love you, who you trust, who think highly of you. It's always a good thing to do. And ask them, what do you think my talents are? Not only does it take a little bit of the pressure off of you in this process, but also it's going to feel good. You deserve to get loved on. So allow your friends and family to just share that with you. and take what works. What were you born good at? I bet that you are empathetic, you are strong, hardworking. And if you are not, then I bet you have a lot of other strengths as well. So we have our skills and we have our talents. The next piece of the pie is going to be your purpose. So when we are trying to establish this part of it, um, we are going to be looking at what do you see in the world that you just really want to change? What are the things that make you so mad and motivated? What are the things that you can't wait to see change in the world? Finally, we are going to be looking at your values. And Elaine Wentworth said it so great um, in that she had said, if you are trying to establish your values, ask, what do I value more than money? And then ask yourself, why? Okay. Um, for me, what do I value? What is worth more than money to me? Oh my goodness, what did I even answer that one time? Of course, my family, um, but also my career. And why is that? Because it allows me freedom and fulfillment. And so when I started looking at all these different parts of my own zone of genius and finding where they all intersected, it was really in working with people who wanted to create the shift and change in their lives and who wanted to seek out freedom and liberation from whatever it is that is keeping them stuck in the mud. Um, and I have been so lucky to be able to work with, oh my gosh, now probably over a hundred clients um, who have just changed my life as much as I hope I have helped to change theirs. So that is one place that you can go to look at where you would like to pivot your life towards. Next, um, you can be looking at your human design. Again, we already talked about the signs that are buried within your human design, but you can also look at what type of human design you are. I'm a human design manifester, which means that I have great big bubbles of energy. Um, I have a lot of action involved in my design. I see something, I want something, I do it, I put it out there. Um, and I usually tend to bring people along with me. <laughs> I create so other people can join in. And the more that I've learned about that part of myself, the more I've realized just how accurate that is. 
Um, there are also manifesting generators, generators, projectors, reflectors. Um, again, I'm going to have somebody on that will know far more than I will, but it is a great place to start if you want to look that up because it has so much about how you are designed to operate in the world. Next, you can also look at your astrology, your personal constellation in your natal chart. There is a ton to be said about um, astrological progressions and transits and looking at where you are in your life right now. However, if you are really seeking where am I meant to go and what am I supposed to show up as, I would encourage you to look at two different points in your chart, both your north node and your midheaven. Your north node is the spot in your chart that shows you what energy you are here to embody in this lifestyle um, or in this lifetime, I'm sorry. During this reincarnation, what are you called to do? It is the polar opposite of your south node, which is the energy that you already know so well. So for me, I have a north node in Pisces. Um, it is challenging <laughs> for me who is an erotic Virgo stellium. It's true, true, true. Um, but I am called to release my need for control and to allow my business, my work, my spirituality to evolve where it needs to go. Um, I don't need to hold so tight to it. I don't need to control it. All I need to do is let it be and see where it takes me. And I am a testament to the fact that when I started my business a year ago, it was not this. <laughs> it was not this at all. I didn't think that I could ever do enough shadow work to want to work one-on-one -on -one with clients. I just didn't. I just thought I was never going to feel capable enough, even though I felt so called to doing it. Um, I told everybody that I knew I would never do it because I just didn't think I could get here. But the more that I allowed myself, that I worked with coaches and healers, and mystics, um, who opened my eyes to what my true potential is, I have found such a home working with my clients, both one-on-one -on -one and in groups. And it has been such a blessing. And it is a blessing I would have never, ever, ever have even touched on had I retained the control of my business that I wanted it to. So find out what your North Node is and what are you called to do? If you have a North Node Aries, it's time to take action. You got to go. You have to move. If you have a North Node in Capricorn, it's time for you to set manageable goals and tick them off the list. You are here to achieve and you are here to do that in tangible, um, focused, structured ways. If you're a North Node in Scorpio, it's time to get weird. It's time to get extra, extra mystical and extra, extra magical because you are meant to be all things occultish and strange in the best, best way. Um, North Node in Gemini, it's time to write that book. Like there are so, there's so much hidden within your North Node that can help point you in the direction of not only where to go, but how to get there. Finally, we also have your midheaven. This is a great point in your astrological chart to look at. Um, your Imon Coli sits at the opposite of your midheaven. Imon Coli is where you come from. And the midheaven is how you escape where you come from. Um, even if your childhood is good, usually there was something in your Imon Coli that kind of shows what you're trying to avoid as an adult. I'll speak from personal experience, as I vow always to do. Um, my Imam Coli is in Scorpio, and that's an energy that is really marked by childhood trauma, um, specifically issues with a parent, 
um, who might have had their own issues outside of um, parenting, like personal issues. So what happens is that it creates a chaotic childhood. And as we grow, we try to move away from that energy by adopting our midheaven. My midheaven is in Taurus. Um, they're always polar opposite of each other. So what does that mean? It means that I find um, security, stability, and financial security especially very important. Um, by finding and controlling the chaos in my life, I find more purpose and fulfillment. You can find that it's also a pretty funny cosmic joke that my North Node says to release control and my Midheaven says to regain it. Um, it's a fun little battle between my stars all the time. <laughs> but, okay, so what can you do with that Midheaven? You can look at how you are meant to show up in your career. It is the cusp of your 10th house. Um, and so how can you show up in the world career-wise? How are other people going to view you in your career and the energy that you will bring to your work? Um, for me, again, it was about creating stability. And that has been very helpful in working with my clients um, as a in my coaching aspect, but also in as a reader. Uh, clearing away some of the cobwebs and as allowing myself to be the foundation of which my clients can, can dream and they can build because I have helped them knock away what wasn't working and find what they want to build upon. Um, so those are some great places to look at your zone of genius, your human design, and then your North node and mid heaven. Um, if all of that sounds crazy and ridiculous to you, let's book a reading. <laughs> um, I have one hour to spot coaching readings that include astrology. If you would like, um, I have astrology divination and one-on-one -on -one spot coaching. So, um, it's just one hour to go through. If you're not ready for a bigger commitment, it can help you align as you get more information about, especially your astrology and what house those spots fall in so that you can align for, um, your highest purpose. So we've kind of looked at this great pivot point about when we find ourselves there and where to go. I would like to kind of close this out by talking about our branches of purpose. And you can think about this like a tree. Um, we have our main trunk, you know, that's where we come from. And as we branch out into these different parts and pieces of our purpose, that was a lot of alliteration, parts and pieces of our purpose. Um, you will find that some branches are sturdier than others. When we are aligned with our soul's purpose, with what we are called here to do, um, no matter what kind of your belief system might be, you'll find that your the way that you feel rooted in the world is so much steadier, right? You're not as unshakable. You're not as shakable as you are when you veer off onto. Imagine those little branches, those little like ones that leaves grow off of, um, like twigs that stem off of um, a sturdier branch that stems off of a sturdy trunk. As we get onto those, we start to feel shaky and nervous and anxious because you never know when the bottom is gonna fall out. That's kind of the way that we can look at our purpose in this tree, in this branch of purpose. We are aligning best towards when we get off of the shaky ones and we get onto our path, the one that's meant for us. And as you step out onto these branches, they're gonna wobble, that's part of it. What I would hope I can reinforce is that your safety net has never and will never be the ground beneath you. It has always been your wings. 
you have the ability to catch yourself when times get hard. You have a hundred percent success rate of surviving bad days. And as long as you continue to put one foot in front of the other and trust your wings to catch you when you fall, you can't fail. You can't because even in our perceived failure, right? Um, if we really truly put our trust in the universe and in our purpose, then we can know that even in perceived failures, there was a lesson or a block, something was removed or gained from that part of our lives. And then we are so grateful things are not written in stone and nothing is permanent and nothing is real because we can just shift our attention towards the next branch, play with your life and seek out joy. You do not have to stay in any rut where you do not feel good. And the last thing I'm gonna talk about very closely or very quickly is I do not want to bypass the real, real, very real 3D bodies that we are inhabiting. We are here for a human experience and that human experience has bills to pay, mouths to feed and shelter to put overheads. So how can we possibly move towards those when you can't leave your nine to five? How can you, make this major pivot in your life when you have to have income coming in. It'd be great, right? If you could just throw your towel in and say, I decided today I want to be a mystic. <laughs> you know, I want to sell candles forever, like whatever it might be. How can you do that? Um, and what I give my clients that I think is helpful is I want you to look two to three years down the road and really be honest with yourself and allow that ego to quiet, okay? At first, she's gonna throw a little temper tantrum. It's okay, let her get it out. Let her say all of the terrible things that she wants to, like, you know, you're not good enough to do that. No one's gonna listen. Nobody's gonna wanna do it. I say, screw that. I am a testament to just how false that narrative is. Truly, truly, truly. So let her get it all out, then sit down after she's done speaking, pull a Kamala Harris, I'm speaking now <laughs> and write down what, where you want to be in two to three years. That's like a mid-length goal, right? It's not too short term and it's not so far off that it's unattainable and too lofty. And what I would challenge you to do is to make your choices towards those goals, not towards the path that you are currently on, not towards staying where you are, but look at those. And when you have big decisions to make, like moving or switching jobs or getting a promotion, writing that book, are you making action towards those goals? Or are you making action that will keep you where you are? And if you are making actions towards where you still are, I would probably guess that you are making actions out of fear and your ego. And we got to connect with that higher self and your intuition and design the life that you are going to fall so madly in love with that you cannot even fathom it right now. And I know it sounds like a bunch of baloney and that I'm speaking out of the side of my mouth and that it can't be possible, but make small actions towards the towards that two to three year mark and be honest with yourself about what you want. Don't let your ego tell you, I can't want that. It's too big to that. I say bullshit. You can want it all and you can have it all. Okay. All right, so this was Spirituality, the very first episode about the Great Pivot. Um, if you would like to catch up on social media, then please head over to my Instagram at Tony.Keniston. You can find me kind of sort of on Twitter, but not really, and a little bit on TikTok too. 
Um, all of my information is out there, will be in the links. So please come hang out with me, ask me your questions, let's chat, let's get you on the right path towards those wildest dreams. I will be back next week. I cannot wait to talk with you more and I am sending you all my love and moonlight, okay? Have a wonderful night.